Hey, it's Addison and Lily. Welcome to Boldly Created. Today we have a special guest and his name is Noah. He is one of my best friends from back home and I'm so excited to have him on. He's going to share so much wisdom and just um, bring a lot of joy to the podcast. So welcome, Noah. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, Lily is going to ask you a question. Yes. So this is our question we ask all of our guests. So what would you tell your BC self or your before Christ self? Yeah, um, I think a lot of the things I would say I've kind of been learning the past couple months, and it would just be um, to not put God in a box and try to understand him because that's impossible. Um, And that there will definitely be times when you just have to trust God other than the fact of trusting him for no logical reason. I love that. That's very true. Um, so the reason I wanted to have Noah on was because I've known him since I was like a freshman in high school, maybe even before then. And we went to church together all throughout high school and now we're still friends in college and his faith as well as mine has grown, um, exponentially. And I'm just so excited to get him on here and for him to share his wisdom that he has and the love he has for the Lord. Um, so I'm going to let him introduce the topic for today. Um, today we'll be talking about your identity in Christ and also kind of segwaying off that, uh, failure. Awesome. Awesome. So why did you pick identity in Christ? Where did that stem from? So I've been learning a lot about who God is to me, um, especially on the emotional aspect, because I'm a very analytical person. And so relationships have been a huge, I guess, learning point for me this semester. And I know that a lot of what I've been learning has been through what I've gone through. Um, especially with who I am as a child of God. And I definitely wanted to talk about what I've been learning just because it's the most unfiltered part of my walk with God. And I feel like the most unfiltered parts are normally the best. And so that's why I choose that. (laughs) I love that. The most unfiltered parts are the best Um, because when you come to him as you are rather than like what is the i remember savannah king said like he doesn't ask you to come showered and bathed and all this he mm-hmm. come he asks you to come as you are and i feel like that's when you'll get the most out of your relationship with christ and just knowing how much you're loved by him as who you are today and right now in this moment when we're we've been really segueing into going like more on scripture based in this podcast um mm-hmm. so i wonder i'm wondering if lily has the same scripture but i pulled one peter two nine and it says but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light um and i just think that's a good reminder that you are chosen that you weren't um brought into his kingdom by mistake like he handcrafted you into this world before anyone else did and he knows you better than anyone else that is in your life i would love for you to just share a little bit about your testimony and why your identity in christ is so prevalent to your um, relationship with him today Mm -hmm. so yeah a little bit about my story um i grew up in the church um i like to say i gave my life to christ in second grade that's when i prayed the prayer um and going throughout middle and high school i or beginning parts of middle school i didn't really care about it um I went to a thing called Heart on Fire in ninth grade, and that's whenever it literally had held me or helped me have a passion to start that relationship again. And so, like, I started volunteering um, in the church, getting heavily involved. And then, going into my tenth grade year, uh, I got into a fight with my dad. And long story short, he just told me I was worthless and that I would never amount to anything. And that caused a lot of anxiety and anger in my heart. And so it took me a long time to heal from that, mainly because I was listening to what he was saying about me and not what God was saying about me. And yeah, I think a big part of 
what I'm learning about now is kind of truly healing from those moments and also recognizing what God says about me and listening to those truths rather than to the lies spoken about me like six or seven years ago now. Wow. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I did a devotional with a girl back at Western right before we left for the summer, and it was finding your identity in Christ. And I actually completely forgot that we did it. And it was really cool to kind of look back on it before um, hopping on to this podcast. And um, it's just really cool because one of the things that this girl said, it's um, truthfully, Michelle, her website is gorgeous and really fun for girls and stuff. Um, but she said we were designed to worship, not to be worshiped. And I think that's really important mm-hmm. to remember because even in like platforms or positions like this with me, Lily and Emily, like we'll kind of get wrapped up in it and forget like, Oh, we're not doing this for us. We worship. We're doing this for people to worship him rather than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy in your day to day life, whether you're doing like an internship or whatever it may be to like, remember that it's not about you. It's about him. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important to remember. Um, and I had a quick question and it is, where does your source of worth stem from? Is it consistent day after day or is it inconsistent? And this is for you and Lily. I think for me, it's, I can definitely say like in the past, it's definitely not been from him. It's been of the words that other people have said about me. Um, and I definitely know that there are still days where I find myself and catch myself finding my worth in that. But definitely, like, especially this past semester, I've definitely seen myself finding my worth more and more about who God says I am. Um, it really just depends on the day. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I can definitely see myself forgetting those truths. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely been a huge step for me to start finding myself worth in who he says I am. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lily? I agree with that. I think that my before Christ self definitely found, like, my worth in things of the world, like definitely not from God. And that's ultimately where we're supposed to find our worth. And I can, you know, confidently and thankfully say now that that is where I go to, to find my worth and my identity and who I am and who he made me to be. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's so nice because when you find your worth in the things of the world, it is not consistent. It changes Mm -hmm. like every day, even every hour, like it's, it's always up and down. But when you have your worth and you find your worth in God, like it just doesn't change. It can't change because it's a mm-hmm. truth and it's a promise and it's like rock solid. So yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I definitely agree with both of you. I think that like, it depends on the day and like what's going on. And ultimately, yes, we should find our source in him, but sometimes it's harder than others. Like it's easier to mm-hmm. find your source source um, of worth from the world. And um, like Lily was saying, like, nothing else is consistent like God like mm-hmm. if you rely on your friends or your spouse or whatever it may be like they have off days just like you do they're not gonna be able to be consistent every day of your life but in mm-hmm. Hebrews thirteen eight, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow and like he never will let you down because he is the same as he was yesterday like mm-hmm. he's not like human flesh like we have bad days we have days where we have bad attitudes or just bad moods and we can't be that person for you but yeah I definitely agree with y'all in that So I actually have a verse and somehow it is not the same verse that Addison brought to the podcast, but this one is Psalms 139 verse 14. And it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. And I just really love this verse because it just really like proves and shows that like we are made like in God's image and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like it was mm-hmm. a, a great thing. It was a wonderful thing. And and that just, just solidifies all of those things that God says about us, like that we are chosen, we are loved, we are redeemed, we are forgiven, like yeah. we are mm-hmm. worthy and treasured. And, and I just always go to that verse when I 
have those off days or just whatever it may be. And it just really brings me back to like the truth of it. And I just, I just love that verse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Noah already kind of answered this, but Lily, what is an identity crisis that you have faced? When I think of identity crisis, I think of the song by Gavin DeGraw, um, the I don't want to be. <laughs> but oh, I always I remember that like song. hearing that part where it was like, um, like fighting your identity crisis and really thinking about that. And it's like, it really does um, resonate with what we're going through as young adults and college students. So what is an identity crisis that you may have faced? Mm. I think that... Immediately when I'm asked that question, I just go to my like before Christ self and think about how like for probably years, I just literally didn't. I was living for myself, living for the world, and I did not find my worth or my identity in the Lord. And that just, you know, kind of wrecks everything and it changes everything you think about yourself and other people and can lead you just down bad paths and bad roads. But um, I think in the current like right now in my current life, I would say that um, I think sometimes when I'm surrounded by people who are not Christian and, and do not believe and love the Lord, I can kind of feel myself like slipping a little bit like, oh, they are talking about all these glamorous things in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they find their identity and all of that stuff. And when when you're outnumbered and you're the only Christian, like you can kind of feel that. And it's like a pool mm-hmm. almost. But you know, thankfully my faith is just so much stronger than it has ever been that I can, I can get back into that mindset or just pray in that moment or recite a verse. And I just, I'm right back to where I'm supposed to be, you know, finding my identity in the Lord. But I think in those moments, it is kind of challenging and like Mm -hmm. just tempting almost like, Oh, all these shiny things. But I mean, when us Christians have been like failed by those things, like it doesn't hold as much worth to us. Mm -hmm. So for that, sure. That's my answer. <laughs> for sure. I think for me, I think of high school as well. And I think that I, for a while, tried to put on a mask of like someone I wasn't because I went to this private school and like I was not like, you know, your typical private school girl. And I think I tried to be the other people around me and that wasn't who I was. And I think I still do that to this day where I try to fit in where I'm not necessarily meant to fit in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really hard. Like, like you said, like when you're only, when you're the only Christian in the room, it feels like this little pool to like go towards the things of the world rather than things of mm-hmm. the word. Um, and going back to like what your source of worth stems from, I kept on thinking of E-Kids Noah. And I think for Mm. a while, I think of um, in high school, my source of worth stemmed from that was like Mm -hmm. being good in E-Kids and being a leader and being all of these things. And just so y'all know, E-Kids is a children's ministry at the church that me and Noah went to when we were um, in high school. And Noah has such a special gift with those older kids. Like I could never do that. (laughs) And he's so good with them, like so great. And it was so inspiring to see each weekend. But I think that's something that I also um, was reminded of when I was thinking of like the root of your worth in high school. I can never do the younger kids. I love that they don't talk. <laughs> See, I like the conversation. See, that stresses me out. Like I did it at my church in Kolowi and I was with 10 year olds and they had all these questions and I was like, oh no, like, yikes. <laughs> like it was challenging, but I was like, See, little kids are for me <laughs> where they just cry and like say, I want but mommy. <laughs> I don't think it's funny though, because like I still have like relationships with Xander and Kyson. Like I literally mm-hmm. got dinner with Kyson after his baseball game and we just talked and like, it's so cool to see, like, I had him in third grade and now he's going in, like, he's going to be in high school this yeah. coming year. Wow. 
That's crazy to think about because you were like you you've been that constant for them for so many years. I mean, of course, they have their families, but like in the in the form of like leadership in church, like you've been there for Mm -hmm. them for forever. And I just can't even imagine what it seems like to like watch them literally grow from third grade in high school. That's a lot of time. (laughs) Yeah. I was like six years now. What advice would you give to someone who wants to do that form of mentorship or discipleship with younger kids and they feel like they're not qualified to do it? That's a great question. I like going into it. I definitely didn't see myself as being that. I was like, I'm just going to go volunteer and the kids ministry sounds the most fun. So I'm going to do that. Um, But especially when a lot of the kids that like, because like since I started off in third grade, I moved up with them as I went into fifth grade. And then afterwards, I had a lot of them in my e-group or youth group, basically. Mm-hmm. And like I never saw myself doing that. And if I could give myself advice like going into it, it would be one to have patience because I think you definitely go into something expecting one outcome. And then if it's not that outcome, you think you're a failure. And so I think definitely kind of just setting the stage for patience and also um, kind of just having an open mind to whatever happens, like let the wind take you wherever it goes. Cause there were definitely times when I would have conversations that I wasn't planning for, but they were still fruitful and they were still mm-hmm. good. Um, and I could have looked at it and been like, hold on guys, we're not on topic, but I was like, no, I'm going to hit like hit the ground running with whatever happens. And also to make sure that you're being poured into also, it's hard to pour out when you're not being poured into. And so there were definitely times, especially like on my more tired days when I wanted in the middle of group, wanted to just sit there and cry because I was like, I can't do this right now. Um, But looking back, it was definitely those days when I wasn't either there mentally or wasn't being filled up spiritually. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot harder than it seems, but it obviously is worth it. I also have realized like with discipleship and just like guiding people in their journey of Christ, I you can't focus on the failure that you might portray in it because if you're focused too mm-hmm. much on that, you're not going to be able to output anything holy and fruitful because mm-hmm. you're going to focus on what the devil wants you to know rather than mm-hmm. what God wants you to know. Um, talking about failure, I know that kind of ties into um, your testimony and your identity in Christ. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit? Yeah. So kind of just going off what my dad said about me, I kind of saw myself as that, um, especially going into college when I started to become on my own for a while. I definitely let that lead the way for me, not even just grades, but also friend groups. And just trying to portray myself as something that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of, I know that a lot with me thinking of myself as a failure, I also held such high expectations, um, not only for myself, but for people who I wanted to become my close friends. And I realized that wasn't okay. And it wasn't that I didn't rely on God, but I definitely, especially throughout high school, saw myself relying on what my friends said a lot more than what God said. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to realize the truth of the Bible. I think it was because I saw God the way that I saw my earthly father. And that's not the case at all. Even if you have the best relationship with your dad, there's definitely 
faults and there's definitely shortcomings from those dads as well and I think it took me so long to realize that that's not who God is yeah I think we all um nine times out of ten see God as someone that maybe did us wrong in the earthly Mm -hmm. world and that's how we look at God for a long time and then we realize that's not Mm -hmm. who he is he is the complete opposite of that um but you really realize that like it's hard because you, you really do look at like God look like that and you look at him in the mm-hmm. ways that he's um maybe you could quote unquote say like failed you, but he's never failed you. It just seems mm-hmm. that way by the way that you're living your life. Um, yeah. So I think when you do realize that he's not the earthly failure, that he's literally mm-hmm. the one who holds all the love for you. It's a big difference and a big difference in your faith and your relationship with mm-hmm. God. Um, all of what you just said, have you guys heard the um, song you are more by 10th Avenue Avenue North? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My friend Gabby showed me that our freshman year and I really liked it and I was listening to it and um, there was a line in there and it says, and she rehearsed all the lines. And I think that we really do rehearse the lines for the um, proper friend group or the proper job or like this and that um, to fit in and to make um, these worldly connections when Mm -hmm. in reality, we're not necessarily supposed to be in those rehearse lines like we're supposed to be in those groups and everything to f- show the love of Christ and the reflection of Christ but we're not supposed mm-hmm. to fall to the standard of those in that group if that makes sense yeah the last question I have is why do you guys think God allows us to struggle before giving us grace I have wondered this question so many times um and then you look I can't remember exactly what verse it is I want to say it's in Romans but like it could definitely not be in Romans but um <laughs> it's like all things work together for those who love him mm-hmm and I like to look as Job as an example. And it's to me, it's like, yes, I feel like God, like this is not his original plan was for us to like be sinful um, or for us to be hurting. But thanks to Adam and even making those choices, that's the fallen world we live in. Yeah. And I know that God, I've come to learn that God will put us through things so that we can have a better reliance on who he is. Mm-hmm. And also see kind of our own shortcomings, which sounds kind of depressing, but you look at it and it's like, no, in those shortcomings, God blesses me with that grace. And he gives me that strength for when I am weak. And I just like to think that God doesn't want mindless servants. Like if we were to go our whole life prosperous and nothing wrong going on like yes we could still worship god but it, our faith wouldn't be put through that fire and our faith wouldn't our faith would be enhanced upon our circumstances and not our love for him yeah and yeah and so i definitely see god using the brokenness in our world to draw us closer towards him mm-hmm. and to help us get to that place of such utter reliance that we're not asking for specific things. We're just asking for God. Yep. Mm-hmm. I also think that like, why would, if we didn't have struggle or anything, why would we need God and his grace? Like, I mean, that's why mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he knocks us down and breaks everything to show us that he can rebuild us and that we need him in order to do this life in the right way yeah. in the holy way. What about you, Lily? I agree. Like wholeheartedly. I think that, um, what you were saying, Noah, as like, he doesn't want us to be like mindless, like robots and just like Mm -hmm. obey him and just never, you know, wander away from what he wants from us. Like in a perfect world, that would be great. But I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not where we are and that's not the reality he created. And I think that, 
you know, he's jealous for us. Like he wants us so badly to mm-hmm. want him because he's our father and we are his children and he created us. And like, mm-hmm. he, sometimes I think he has to allow us to wander away to see just how kind of like bad and broken the world is. And then mm-hmm. the other hand to see like how amazing he is and like what we were missing out on when we were yeah. not following him. So like he wants us to feel that. And I think sometimes that's the only way we can feel that is to be like yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick little update before we head out. Um, Emily has now officially began her camp and she is in Alabama, I believe. So just keep her in your prayers and that she is able to make connections with all the campers and the staff and just um, glorify God and show, show his reflection in everything she does. Sorry, I have one thing else to add. Yeah. <laughs> um, I compiled a list of names of God in the pod, like on a Google Doc. And I just wanted to read some of them out because I feel like a lot of, for me personally, not knowing who God said he was also put a hindrance on believing who he said I was. Um, And I did some of the names, like there's so many different names for God in the Bible. And um, Lily mentioned one of them, like he's jealous for us. Like that's L, I could obviously be pronouncing these wrong, but like Elkanah. like the jealous God, but then there's also things like, um, oh gosh, well, I'm going to pick some of my favorites, but I got to find some of those. Um, <laughs> Yahweh Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd. And that was just talking like David. He was like, I don't know if I want to be a shepherd, but he recognized the symbolism between him pasturing sheep and then the Lord pasturing us for how reliant we are on him. Um, so I thought that was really cool that it stood out. And then I think a lot of people know, like Abba, but God, our father. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one that I had the hardest time accepting just because of the bad relationship I had with my dad Mm -hmm. here on earth and translating that into my heavenly father, but seeing everything that a father should be helped me to realize the truth and who he said I was. Hey y'all. Welcome to flavor of the week. To start us off, we're going to ask Noah what his flavor of the week is. My flavor of the week, it's the worship song called Names by Maverick City and Elevation Worship. <laughs> what about you, Lily? Um, so mine is a song by Danny Gokey and Corin Hawthorne. It's off of Danny Gokey's new album, and it's called We All Need Jesus. And not only is that statement true, but the song is just so good. So I listen to it like every day on the way to work, every time I get in the car when I'm getting ready. It's really good. Nice. What about you, Addison? Well, we all have songs this week, but mine is Holy Water by We the Kingdom. Yes. Such a good one. Yes. <laughs> nice. So all songs this week. We will post all those to our Instagram and we look forward to chatting next week. Have a great week, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.